0: Hey everyone, it's your girl Charlie from the Broke Black Bougie podcast, where we create candid conversations about life, money, and wellness for young Black women. On today's episode, we're having a candid conversation unpacking what it means to be Black, young, and a homeowner from the youngest homeowner I've seen in my lifetime, my beloved sister. I wanted to bring this conversation to the forefront because for so many of us, we want to eventually become homeowners or understand what it means to have ownership of something. In that process of becoming a homeowner and being somebody who owns land or being an individual who jumps into real estate, it's not easy. There are a lot of things you learn along the way. And although the process is very informative, it's always important to weigh your pros and cons. So it's been a minute since I've had my beloved sister on this podcast, but I was so excited to invite her back because her knowledge of what it meant to be young at her age and become a homeowner has definitely set the tone for a lot of the experiences that she's faced in within home ownership and how she's managed to understand what it really means to wait or think through your options in regards to pursuing becoming a homeowner. With that said, I wanted to make it very clear, you will hear throughout my um, commentary that I often refer to her journey as being 23 and a homeowner, 23 and a homeowner, 23 and a homeowner. The truth is I was 17 when I witnessed her go through this journey Um, and my sister was actually 22 and she became a whole owner. She wasn't 23. And I'm like, how would I get the numbers mixed up? Well, I was going into my last and final year of high school. So the year was going to turn 2013 very soon. And that would be my last year um, as a high school student, number one. Number two, we moved into this home in November of 2012. And it was extremely a weird process. I remember us not having Thanksgiving that year. I remember us being um, extremely overwhelmed by the process and just seeing her become a homeowner and what it meant like, oh my God, it was just a lot. And so I definitely wasn't thinking about the ages more so as I was thinking and remembering about the time And what it meant to be a homeowner during during that time. So I just wanted to preface this episode by saying I get the number wrong, but eventually I get it right. And um, if you are looking to become a homeowner, if you have regrets becoming a homeowner, um, if you need some pointers about the pros and cons of homeownership, this is definitely the episode for you to be black, young, and a homeowner. I hope you enjoy, and let's just get into it. It's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you without a slow beat to step to, step to, step to, step, step, step to. Hey. <laughs> For those of you listening and can't see right now, I'm up here doing the worm. And if I'm doing the worm, big perm, worm, I mean, big worms, um, <laughs> you should recognize. I actually hate worms, but anywho, I have a special human, <laughs> my bean head. It's been a long while since she's been on the podcast, and um, it's nice to welcome you back on the podcast, because I feel like some of the best conversations have happened with you, girl. That's you. That's you. Um, I've been thinking a lot over the course of this pandemic about home ownership and building generational wealth. And um, the experiences, you know, there's been a lot of things released out on news outlets about people who want to become homeowners or can't and they're millennials and how we're far behind. And I turn to your experience because for many of you who don't know, my beloved sister Toya was a homeowner at the age of 23. And there's been a lot of ups and downs and celebrations and frustrations surrounding that experience. And there's a lot of 20 something year olds like myself who feel like they're wasting money renting or they're very eager to rent. And I think you are the perfect person to sit down and have a conversation because I've witnessed you go through the process Um, of becoming a homeowner um there are pros and cons to be a homeowner and I think nobody is better equipped for this conversation especially being a black woman um (laughs) well thank you of course so first things first how you doing you are the one that I'm really pursuing (laughs) I would like you to see but I'm just kidding. But I wanted to check in with you and see how you're doing because even though I talk to you on the phone all the time, I've explained on this podcast on multiple occasions how you are an essential worker and you've been working through the pandemic. So I wanted to know how's your mental space doing? How do you feel? Um, yeah, let's start there. This is this sound weird? Am I being awkward? I feel like I'm being awkward. No, I'm no, just it's stop. not awkward at all. Just stop it. Over the course of the pandemic, I've been thinking a lot about what it means to be a homeowner and to build generational stability. And for those of us who call it generational wealth, you know, we use those interchangeably here. Um, And in particular, for a lot of 20-something-year-olds who are really starting to look at, all right, what does it mean to build stability for myself? What does it mean to be able to afford a life where I'm not having to pay for somebody else's dream, whether I'm renting or um, I'm paying rent, but I'm really not satisfied. With it, or I want to become a homeowner. I feel like I need to become a homeowner now, but the way this economy is set up, the way these student loans are set up, damn it, the way society is set up, it's just really hard, especially being a black body maneuvering this space. So, because you, my beloved guest, who is also my sister Toya, who hasn't been on the podcast in a very long time, but I'm very grateful to have her back, and I feel like she is no better. There's no other better, there's no other, never better brother, never better, uh, there's no better (laughs) person. (laughs) Never better brother, never better. To have this discussion with me on the podcast today than you, because at the age of 23, you became a homeowner and there were a lot of pros and cons to that experience, but nevertheless, you've walked through it. I've seen your journey through it. Um, I've seen the ups, the downs, the celebrations, the frustrations, and being a young young Black woman and having that experience of being a homeowner at such a young age, I think it could definitely set the tone for other people who are looking to figure out what generational stability looks like for them, figure out whether or not they should become a homeowner or things that they should look out for and just providing support. Before getting into this candid conversation today and politicking with you, sis, I just want to know because I know I talk to you like damn near every day or every other day when we're not like sleeping and, you know, doing doing what we do. Uh, <laughs> I've checked in with you throughout the pandemic and I know that I've spoken on here plenty of times about your experience being um, an essential worker throughout this pandemic. So just how are you doing? How are you feeling? How have things been going for you? Let's get into that before we, you know, unpack everything else in politics today. Uh,
1: um I have my highs and lows. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everything that has went down with this whole pandemic, how everything has been really at a standstill for a lot of us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I've kind of been envious of those who are able to stay home. <laughs> And yet, I have to constantly go out every single day, staying prayed up, uh, uh, taking it day by day. Actually, yeah, it's not easy, but I'm doing it because I know I have to. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people that are, you know, coming to the hospital, they, you know, they need us healthcare workers to be in the right uh, frame of space. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that does make a lot of sense and I think it also speaks to the reality that um, you have to be able to take care of yourself before taking care of other people even as an essential worker and your mm-hmm. mental health matters even in those spaces so like if your mental is not right and you're not taking it easy and you feel completely overwhelmed it's going to bring an enormous amount of stress for you within your workspace?
1: You know, the ironic thing that I'm seeing now, I think that I haven't even seen before all this has happened, a lot of people are bringing up the conversation of mental health. Mm -hmm. It is being brought out more and more now, I think, more than any time it has ever been brought out as being an issue, especially now with this pandemic, especially now where so much that has been affecting the black community Mm -hmm. that has been brought to the surface that you cannot
0: ignore. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. A lot of these issues have existed pre the the Rona, you know? So we've been talking about issues of police brutality. We've been talking about issues of um, affordable housing, of food deserts, of preexisting health conditions, of medical (laughs) racism. We've been talking about a lot of this shit, and because of the structure of our society and the individuals who exist as the higher-ups, right, whether it be Mm -hmm. the white nurses, the white doctors, uh, the white lawyers, the white judges, the teachers, professors, damn near every infrastructure the the fucking policemen you know or whether it's black bodies who operate within these systems and somehow some way end up adapting oppression as means of survival but really that shit is not to protect them like it's everywhere and mm-hmm. it takes What what is so frustrating is that it's taking a huge impact of of deaths or people being harmed or at a high risk of getting sick or or contracting COVID-19 and dying for people to say, hey, something is going wrong. And it's like, maybe it wouldn't have been so awful in our fucking community had you listened and addressed the issues that existed prior to this shit.
1: Prior to years, I mean, centuries before all this stuff has taken place.
0: Yeah. But you know, if you don't know me by now, you would never have known know me. me. Mm. <laughs> just kidding. Okay, so I thank you for sharing that. And um, I'm just so grateful that I still have you. You know, because there are a lot of people who were working, got sick, and didn't survive the coronavirus. There are many people who quit their jobs or were laid off because of the coronavirus. Um, Hell, we even had a situation with you with your hours being switched and being very frustrated over what was going on and, you know, the lack of transparency. But I'm extremely grateful that um, you're still here with me. You're still safe. You're still able to get up and go to work you know and more importantly yeah. that you're in a better space mentally because that's what matters yeah i got you babe now <laughs> <laughs> politicking with you um i want to get into this conversation because there was a a, a a mini report, maybe it wasn't a report. Well, it was a report that was released, released by the real estate brokerage Redfin. Um, I don't know if that's exactly how you pronounce it, but uh, that's what I call it. Um, assessing black Americans being far less likely than their white peers to be homeowners. Um, but in some cities they have a leg up. Uh, on a local level though, um, black ownership rate and the gap in home ownership between white and black households varies widely. And Redfin examined that these data points across all metro areas with populations over 1 million. So I'm like, uh, is it just the population as a whole or specifically within the black community? Like we need to talk about this. Um, In particular, the report identified that in Washington, D.C., they are the only city in the country where a majority of black households were homeowners with a home ownership rate of 51% and half wow, of black mhm and half of black families in Birmingham, Alabama were homeowners. That's a major shift from 2012 where the six cities were 50% of more of black households own their home. And overall, cities have seen a decrease in the Black home ownership rate. And so what they're saying is that the decline in Black owners home ownership since 2012 is a reflection of the impact of the Great Recession during the housing crisis. And Black households often face foreclosure at a rate twice of their white neighbors, largely because black homeowners were targeted with subprime loans, research sh- shows. Let's talk about racism, okay? Mm-hmm. The financial hit black communities took because of the ex- recession was larger than other groups, making it harder for them to recover. So with all that said, and understanding the multitude of factors that exist um and individuals who are Black um, and the low rate of Black home ownership in this country. We understand the systems that exist. We understand racism as a form of oppression and how that has impacted real estate, red, redlining, um, white flight individuals who are who are steered into living in certain neighborhoods um, as people who are Black looking for homes. My question to you as a Black homeowner is for individuals who are interested in home ownership now or feel like they want to be homeowners before renting or they're tired of renting and they just want to be able to take that next step what advice do you have for them in this journey do you think that people should automatically be homeowners because they want to be homeowners or do you think they should take some space
1: First, I want to start off by saying it just disheartens me that you keep hearing the statistics of how far away we are from my other counterparts when it deals with something such as home ownership when it comes to owning something that's ours it's disheartening and I look at the dynamics of different metropo- metropolitan um, cities where you see the different shift of how more people are coming into the inner cities mm-hmm. where now the other community black com- the, the black communities are being pushed further out mm-hmm. which is a problem to me um if you are interested in buying your home Brian, excuse me, buying a home do your research please do your research when you look at the um, great recession that we had years back and how the real estate took a big huge hit Mm -hmm. A lot of that was due to predatory loans. I really want people to realize if you're interested in buying a home, have something that you want to call your own, please, please, I cannot stress enough, do your research. Look into fixed interest rate compared to varied interest rate. Look into free money that you can get into purchasing your own home. See if your job is able to compensate with you purchasing your first home. There's a lot of programs that I didn't realize, you know, at at a young age of 23 that, you know, my job helped with offering um, uh, money for my closing. I didn't know that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So a lot of things you really you really need to in, in, uh, check into when it comes to dealing with your 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 real estate company. When it comes to dealing with the type of area you want to live in, you know the taxes, um, different things that I that I like. You, like you said, you kind of go in blinded, which I think in some instances I went in kind of blinded, mm-hmm. and yet now just years later, you're learning from that, and yet too when purchasing a home, what can you live with? What can you live without? Mm-hmm. You know are you willing to purchase an older home where you may down the line have to make some extreme uh uh makeover compared you know you know whether it be the roof whether it be you know different things you want to change or do you want a newer home like look into those different things mm mm-hmm. You know, I don't I don't want people just going in saying that oh yeah I want this. Listen, there is nothing wrong with renting. I think for the most part you have a landlord that's able to do the things that you desire to have done within your home. That's you're saying that you're if
0: you got one that'll do the work.
1: (laughs) (laughs) True if you got one that would do the work. Because when you're, you're a homeowner, you are the sole person that has to take care of all that. Meaning the plumbing, mm-hmm. the electrician, mm-hmm. when it comes to taking care of lawn, your lawn care, if anything breaks down within your home, you are the sole person that needs to come out of pocket with dealing with those things. And if you are not financially where you need to be, do not purchase a home at this moment in time. There's nothing wrong with stacking your chips. There's nothing wrong You really saving. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's, 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 really analyzing the pros and cons of owning a home, you know, as well as renting. Mm-hmm. I feel the, the longer you wait and stack up the chips and get truly, truly, truly do your research about it. Then you can weigh what you can do and what, and what you can't do. And then if you decide to, you know, that, that, that you want to, you know, purchase your own home, then by all means do that, but have the right people by you to help you with the process.
0: Mm, that was, that, that was such a good advice. And I, I think it's so truthful too, because like in me examining your experience, I recognize how much work it is to be a homeowner. And even now, like if I take 1500, because in Rochester, for in, for instance, if you want to do uh, the home purchase assistance program, which that they have, they only require for you to, to, um, contribute at minimum fifteen hundred dollars of your own funds. And so sure you may have enough money to put down to buy a house with the help of the city, um, along with your uh mortgage loans that you may qualify for. That doesn't mean that's something you should hop, skip, jump, you know, up the ladder to the roof to get. Not understanding the other expectations of being a homeowner and stuff that you may really need to have to have support with, you know. Um your journey has definitely inspired me to wait. And when I am ready to take the lessons that I've learned from your journey um in becoming a homeowner. Yeah.
1: I you know, that's why, you know, <laughs> I think looking back at it now, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> how long has that been that I've been in this position as a homeowner. It at times I think, I yes, I do have good times, but I think my my lows outweigh my good times. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I say that is because you know there's a lot of responsibility. Um, place I have an older home, mm-hmm. so of course you know as years have gone on, there has been some things down the line that I have to end up getting repaired. And if you don't have the financial means of getting those things repaired, uh, repair then they just sit
0: stagnant yeah or it becomes really hard to solidify grants and stuff because the process of those things there are so many other homeowners who are also asking for the same things to just even get in line for it takes time
1: and now with this pandemic you I mean not saying things have necessarily stopped but it has slowed down a hell of a lot so you know, just taking my time and realizing that I have to really do my research, and yet not procrastinate, and really just do my research on figuring out which program is willing to kind of expedite the process
0: of helping me to get some things that I know I need done. Mm-hmm. You know. Hmm. Hmm. I thank you for sharing that because that's very real. You know, like a lot of people will be like, "Oh, well, well, I got a home now. Everything that I want is going to fall in place." Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Uh uh uh. It don't it don't work like that all the time. Things will break down. Things will need repair. And if you're dealing with a multitude of other issues or you're trying to figure out, all right, what projects do I need to prioritize in the home because that's what it essentially becomes a project. You might want to might want to attack your most expensive project first or your least expensive project so that you can have something done and and move on to the next project that exists within your household like these things take time um and I think for many 20 something year olds who are eager to become homeowners we don't look at it holistically
1: yes and please that's why I said (laughs) you know right now if you are renting trust me there is nothing wrong with renting there truly isn't
0: I mean, like I got the experience you have somebody. I had in my past no, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Right. Now if you got a slum lord, by all means that's a problem. Right. At the same period time too, you know you gotta know how to move with those slum as well and get on, on them or get on the agency that's paying them, whatever the case may be. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But if you have a landlord that's able to secure the things that necessarily that they are supposed to because it's their property that you are renting from, by all means. Deal with that for the time being. Like I said, research is your best friend at this moment in time. It really is. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to figure out, you know, what, what area you want to live in your state. By all means, do that. If you want to figure out what realtor is, you know, if you want to pull out the different realtors, by all means, do that. Just don't go with the first one you see.
0: Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, it's just really,
1: really pandering out. Like I said, really... You know, weighing. I don't want to going around in circles, but I really, truly want to pinpoint. Just wait, please, just weigh your pros and cons with it. I mean, especially when it comes to coming out with a mortgage. For instance, that was one of the major things that you know, before I even purchased a home, I was like, okay, so what can I afford?
0: Mhm, mhm. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, I've se- I've seen m- multiple beautiful homes, but yet, what was that mortgage mm-hmm. every month? Mhm. Was it a mortgage you were able to maintain? exactly or, yeah mm-hmm. without so, changing your livelihood
1: exactly mm-hmm. exactly and yet, like i said there are some things you will have to sacrifice of course it, 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 it truly is i think with anything that you desire to have there's always a sacrifice and yet, you really have to you know really break this stuff down what do you desire to have in a home first off you know before you Start this whole journey of finding a home and, and yeah, going through the whole process of becoming a first-time home You know, really write this stuff down, and really ask those questions that maybe you you may feel like, oh no, I want to ask that. No, please, by all means, ask the questions
0: mm-hmm. because it could help you. It could help save you from a big do do don't later.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Another example: I wanted to have a fixed in, a fixed interest rate.
0: I wanted to be locked in with a fixed interest rate meaning that it wouldn't change throughout
1: the, throughout my years of being in this house
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: compared to having a very fixed I mean, I'm excuse me, a varied interest rate where that can change, it can fluctuate, it can go up or down you know, those things those crucial things are so important especially when it comes to you making sure that you have the means of having what you need for your home
0: mhm, mhm, mhm uh, I really like you, you saying that um I also think sometimes where we can get caught up is people look at the first home as the most glamorous home and unless you want to reside or you have the money to reside in a place that is looking like that, you need to take account two things. Is this a home that you're going to live in? Or is this a home that's going to be an investment property? You need to look at that and you need to look at that thoroughly because those two can be a game changer in terms of um, the income, the passive income that may be able to come in or whether or not you want to live in this house for a certain period of time before allowing another individual to live there. And you go off to maybe purchase your second home or mm-hmm. um, uh, living in another property or hell, moving out of state. uh to, to fulfill whatever it is that you desire. Those are things that people should take into consideration. Um, and one of the joys of of house house shopping that I've seen through your journey is how cool it is to compare different homes that are either on the same block or homes that are in different sections of the neighborhood or just looking at a home, looking at the inside, looking at the bathroom, looking at the kitchen, because I feel like a kitchen and a bathroom can be the aha moment
1: so of yes. a home.
0: And if that ain't together, or let's say the basement looks scary as hell, uh, <laughs> you have to take those things into consideration.
1: And also too, um, making sure when it comes to you know purchasing your first home, is that the home you see yourself staying in forever?
0: Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's not always the case.
1: It's not always the case. Yeah. Do you, do you really see yourself staying there forever, or do you wish to get it fixed up and maybe sell it yet again mm-hmm. to earn a profit off of? It? Or do you desire to rent it out? Those are other things that you could end up, you know, investigating too when it comes to buying your first
0: home. Mm-hmm. You know. Hmm. Hmm. Well, yeah, yeah. That, I think that's very factual. Um. I want to touch a little bit on the home purchase assistance program that you went through in Rochester because I think many cities, like especially here in Albany, Albany has a first time home buyer program where they ask you to bring a certain amount of funds um, to the table. You know, you meet with a counselor to go through your credit. You meet with somebody to help you, you know, figure out which homes that you're eligible to be a, a buyer for. You look, excuse the the um, sound of the motorcycle in the background. <laughs> I'm in an open space recording. Um, you're looking at, damn it, what, what was I going to say uh, before I was rudely in interrupted oh um they even you know talk to you about your your income how that may change and how that how does that make you compatible as a home buyer so can you talk about how that experience has helped you um has helped to build your credit uh definitely was it a smooth process was it informative like can we talk about that for a second oh
1: i'm as you were talking i was like really going that like wow, like the like the steps I had to take in order to uh wow. The if uh there's a lot of information that those type of programs that different cities offer, especially here in Rochester, it was very eye opening. You know, a lot of the breakdown of what I said be- you know at the beginning about when it comes to owning a home and yet yeah, how much pride that it is that own, that it is to home to own a home. But yet yeah, too, um when it comes like to credit score, you know, having a decent credit score. Now, I, now I'm gonna be honest, I did not have the best credit score, baby. I don't know, I had a credit score. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I'm keep, I'm keep, I'm how you be
0: like? 100%. What's that? <laughs> right.
1: I was literally lost, but bruh, let me tell you, I cannot tell you how much, uh, I mean, of, of an effort it is to make sure that all your ducks are in order. The credit score was one of the things that they look for. You know, having at least. I think it was maybe six fifty or better and maybe I was at that mark, six fifty. Uh <laughs> but having a good credit score. They were also checking into why you have delinquencies. So that was one of the other things that, you know, why something wasn't paid. I had to like actually write the credit um, um, um people that were that had my stuff and um The underwriter.
0: The underwriter?
1: The, I had and had an underwriter, but no, like you know how when like something goes to collections. I was, oh, the like,
0: agencies. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I had to write the,
1: the collection agencies about why something was delinquent, and yeah, what was the reason behind it? If I, if I was able to pay it, I paid it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like small, like like you you don't realize how much those little small bills add up. Mm-hmm. Yes, we may ignore them and yeah, push them to the side, but yeah, listen, honey, if those things are still in your credit report, that stuff can come back. To you invite you in the butt. so that was also one of the things i had to deal with um when it came down to making sure that i didn't go over a certain amount so that that way i can still have the help of the city to make sure that i had um their help when it came down to closing which is three
0: thousand correct for closing costs in rochester say that again they provide three thousand dollars in closing costs in rochester right
1: yes okay yes so i had to make sure that i get i didn't go over my income and at this time i just freshly started a new position at the hospital you know mm-hmm. so i'm making sure that i'm not going over a certain amount and what scared the hell out of me was you know me being there maybe only maybe eight or nine months and i was already getting a promotion and i was like hold on wait 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 like i had to i had to literally pull my boss aside and say look maybe it's too much tmi but Right now, I'm in the midst of purchasing a home. I don't want to go over a certain amount in order to purchase this home. You know what I'm saying? Like, different things that like, like I was really, like, an- analyzing everything a little bit too much. But I had to make sure that all my ducks were in a row to make sure that I was still having the city's help to close on a home. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, a lot of stuff that I was really analyzing when it came down to my credit score, when it came down to the delinquencies that were on my credit report, when it came down to making sure I didn't go over a certain amount, in order to have to still have the city to help me in purchasing a, purchasing a home, to you know to go to and oppose those different things I, I had to make sure it was in order.
0: Mm-hmm. That is so beautiful because, as you share that experience, like <laughs> I didn't know you had that <laughs> conversation with your boss, but as you share that experience, those are really real. Like the little many things that can happen with us, with our with like for instance credit right? Like if we don't have conversations or we're not as informed with these things, when we try to do the adulting experience, it can be very troublesome for us because as you had that struggle with like making sure you had the right credit score for home ownership, damn it, the homeowner, no matter where you live at, you're going to need that that score if you want a roof over your head, whether it's renting, or whether it's a a a um owning a home it is critical and i'm not saying it's fair because we know damn well that credit scores are very rigged and a black person with a credit score that could be 650 and a white person with a credit score that is 650 they do not often receive the same treatment even if it's with the same score because of biases and racial institutions that exist within our financial structures, um, and definitely within credit bureaus and in the, the whole credit system, how it operates on a very problematic structure. Um, however, that is not to say we can't finesse that system, or we need to 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 be able to you know get over. So we don't, because, cause, what's the, what's what I want, so you got to get over, get over word up, like, what's the, who am I talking about? Was it Ray Kline? I, I always cite this, was it Ray Kline off of Wu Ting? I don't know, it'll,
1: it'll come
0: to me though. Uh-uh, it, it's on, it's on creep. we're going to get, we're going to get to the bottom of this coat, because I'm not, I'm not tripping. You tired of being under, you got to get over. <laughs> and, And I remember him saying word up not word up cameo, but word up Anywho, <laughs> but yes, like, um, those things are, are very, very important. And, you know, even having a promotion, you chuckle, but like, that could have been a difference between you having to redo shit all over again. Because <laughs> it was crazy to me because I really
1: like, and I, you know, I'm, I'm a person I'm, I'm very personal. I don't, just trying to bring
0: out to nobody right. you, know, you know this yeah but I girl, girl i live I like, with you <laughs> I know. Kidding.
1: but i had literally told her like look uh boss i i thank you thank th- thank you jesus for, for the promotion <laughs> but um wait i don't want to end up this interfering with me I happened to purchase a home and she had to reassure my tour she said it's okay she said you know there's nothing the wrong with that she said you know you need to I said no I just want to make sure that we're you know I want to make sure that everything my all my ducks are in a row here mm-hmm, you know so
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> even going to that extent just to just tell you that you know <laughs> I laugh at it now because boy listen my heart was almost in my shoes because I was afraid of you know losing out or even like you said having to do it all over again because mm-hmm. of that promotion you know, and it's so sad that you had to. I'm I, looking at it now. I was like, wow, it is sad. It really is. You know, at that time I didn't know I had a credit score. Mm-hmm. That's sad to say. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I had three credit scores. Put it that way. I didn't know there was actually three credit credit bureaus that you go through and they show you your credit score. I didn't realize that.
0: Mm-hmm. You just jumped in the what, process of it.
1: Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's what I want people to realize. Sometimes just the ignorance of not knowing can really be detrimental to you. But yet, like I said, through, through the process, I've learned a hell of a lot. I've gained a hell of a lot. And I'm so thankful for the people that I came across when it came down to me purchasing a home, you know, the the um bank that i got a loan from when i tell you the lady that i dealt with went through hell and high water to make sure that everything was all right with me going through with getting the house i thank her for i thank her the same thing with my realtor this man took his time and was being upfront and honest mm-hmm. when it came down to purchasing a home
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: So it's ironic how yes, there were some things I went and blinded, but the Lord, listen, they don't say that that the Lord take care of babies and fools. I was both of those things, and it it, it 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 came out, it came out pretty good.
0: You know, the thing about your realtor is that a lot of people, he understood equity. And he understood the role of race and he understood how people could get over on individuals who were so gullible to want to be a part of this process, mm-hmm. but also very fearful that things wouldn't, things could potentially go wrong, right? And so a lot of the things he said when you first met, m- met him was like, you know, I'm going to teach you this lesson because... If you if you talk about it this way, you may even though this is not who I am, people will try to get over on you take your money. You never get a house, you know. Like there were so right. so many things that he was transparent about, um, yeah. and thorough with that helped along the lines. At the end of your process, he was like, "Yo, like you should think about going into real estate, <laughs> <laughs> right?" Uh, you know, to this.
1: I just, and I I take a side of relief because it given
0: down to the people that sold the home. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm also be, I'm just going to be, keep this 100, be transparent. I was outbidded on the home that I purchased. Mm -hmm. And, you know, me coming in, the people that had the money, had more money to offer, the mm-hmm. couple that
1: was that was here at this moment at that moment in time before I even moved here,
0: they had cash money again. They had cash again, money. Another another way that we get shut out of shit to build something for ourselves because we don't have the capital. I'm talking about specifically African Americans, but continue on.
1: Yes, I was outbid it, and when I tell you that, my heart kind of drops with mm-hmm. that because I'm like, okay, I'm being outbidded. They coming up with cash money. I mean, I can't I can't top that.
0: Who's going to turn all, that I'm down? A, exactly. I'm a low-income
1: African-American woman that's trying to purchase a home and I'm having the city to help me to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't have extra money to come out of pocket with in order to counter
0: a, against offer. what they're offering. Mm-hmm.
1: Let me tell you how, how I'm so thankful because those people, the couple that sold me the house, they turned them down, and they said that they were willing to go with me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The things that I asked for before I moved into the house, when it came down to certain you know different repairs, just to make sure that it passed the um inspection
0: mm-hmm.
1: of the city, I was thankful, yeah. I said, they could have easily took that extra cash and said, okay, we're going to go with the one that has countered the offer. We're Mm going to go with them. Mm -hmm. They didn't do that. Mm -hmm. And that very night, I can remember to this very day, it kind of brings, you know, a a soft, a soft, you know, subtle feeling that, you know, gentlemen, I met the husband and he shook my hand and I looked up at, at the house and I'm like, wow.
0: It's yours. It's mine.
1: Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. even looked... My realtor even shook my head and said, "You did it, kiddo." <laughs> you, then, I mean, I, you I still like a kid. I still listen. <laughs> I
0: still listen. I listen. At that time,
1: I was I got, like, you said. I think at the time we were going through all this. You know, I was.
0: You were you only know, 23 twenty three, Twenty two, turning twenty three. Oh yeah. You know, so oh oh wait, you weren't twenty three. You you were you were twenty three years old as a homeowner, but you were twenty two. Golly, I would be telling the story wrong. You were twenty two.
1: so it was just you know it was just I open it. I did not even have my damn license yet. from person, purchasing a damn home. It right. Like, you
0: got your license at 23. That's what it was.
1: <laughs>
0: so, Important fact. So facts. I know how
1: to drive. Yes, I have my non-driver's permit. But I'm over here as <laughs> young as hell. Sure, you know? know I drive. <laughs> <laughs> Forget you. <laughs> Forget you. But I'll just decide, just like, you know, the thing that you laugh at now and me being at the age of 31, I'm like, Wow.
0: My 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 my,
1: how time has has just gone by.
0: Sometimes you come this far by faith, you know.
1: And I really, and I really truly believe that because, like I said, a lot of things I went in blinded.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I really didn't have as much knowledge as I, knowledge, excuse me, as I needed. Um, when it came down to purchasing an older home,
0: mm-hmm. you know. And knowledge is is something that is ongoing. You know, when you become a homeowner, you don't know it all. There are certain things you don't know. um, And there are certain things you learn over time. But the reality is you've had this experience to get there. And getting there is important. It takes time to get there. It takes time to build. It takes time to get your money up. Um, There's experiences that being a, a Black woman... Uh, Coming from a lower socioeconomic class and choosing to become a homeowner is a very different experience from somebody who already is probably in a higher socioeconomic class and this is their second or third or fourth home, you know? those those lenses, those gazes, those experiences are very separate, but one thing that is beautiful is the room to grow as a black woman in this experience, in the tools that you just provided for somebody to give back right? To give back to somebody who is probably 20 or 21 and ready to become a homeowner. And maybe they need to sit down and have three or four or five and maybe 10 conversations with themselves to figure it out through. Maybe if they do do it, they'll be like, you know what? I remember Toya said this. So I'm gonna do this for for me so that um I could, you know, skip over this issue or make sure that I have this taken care of. Yeah.
1: I mean, no way. truly, truly, truly. And I say this to this very single day truly know where you stand when it comes to your finances mm-hmm. that is so important i think time and time again like you said you know about us being shut out when it comes to not having the upfront cash which is so frustrating to me but knowing where you stand financially when it comes to purchasing or investing you know into possibly purchasing your your, your own home Know where you stand when it comes to your credit score. nor where you stand when it comes to any delinquencies that you may have on your credit report. You know, are you able to pay some of those things off? Are you able to get a decent credit score? Because that also too helps with purchasing and yet coming forth with more more money, more grants. You know, like I, I can't I can't stress enough how important it is. Hmm. Hmm.
0: Hmm. Hmm. You know. Somebody uh, from the National Association of Real Estate Brokers, well, the president actually, Ron Cooper, ended up set, uh, ended up saying that home ownership is the number one way for African-Americans to build wealth, and there are so many other things tied to it. But if you don't understand the intersectionality of home ownership, if you don't understand the other things tied to it, if you don't understand what you need in order to get to and from, if you don't understand all of the isms or all of the, uh, what, what do I like to call it, um, formalities of personal finance right? that are with this, it is going to be a awakening. That process is going to be an awakening for you. It may not be easy, it may not be extremely hard, but you're definitely going to learn something, which is why it's extremely important for you to inform yourself. But I want to say that even though you've had many challenges throughout your home ownership journey. And although you've had many good times, what I know is that good is going to come from your home ownership process and you being a a homeowner. It hasn't been perfect. Um, It hasn't always been a moment of celebration, but what it has been is a damn cloud of optimism because who knows what will happen 10 15 20 years down the line and i'm very sure that um this journey was meant to bring some positivity to you yes i agree you got no choice but to agree baby Although this whole episode was about helping somebody to catch a coin and understanding what it means to become a homeowner and how a homeowner being one can help you build generational stability, we've been going too many episodes without tapping into to catch a coin and providing people with tips on how to keep a coin into their wallet, keep more coins into their wallet. They could do more things. Ain't nobody taking away so my Smash question that. for you <laughs> is what advice do you have on to catch a coin for this week?
1: Huh. Well, you know, I think about, you know, the times that we're living in right now, of course, it's just everyone is on edge with, with stuff. Um, for instance, like if people are looking into getting extra cash, if you want to do like any type of surveys via online valid surveys valid surveys online as well as you know if you have a vehicle you know if you want to do some uber driving if you want to do anything for like the um grubhub or uber eats lyft you know just to have some extra cash some extra spending cash or or saving cash that you want to put away Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. if you're being creative you know and you the, the mass. I know so many people who have like sewing machines, and yet they're out there invested into getting material and you know making, making mass and selling masks, You know, whatever it is you can do to make 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 a coin.
0: Mhm. And always remember to wear a mask for that ass, okay? Because it do not make to get sick for y'all. Now, um, my tip for this week would be to maybe continue working out at home. I know for, in particular for New York State and where I'm at currently, gyms are opening up. And a lot of people are so hyped for the gym to open up. But realistically speaking, I'm grateful because the apartment building that I'm in, there's like a mini gym upstairs, but I tend to spend most time working out from my home with my trainer. And so if you want to save a coin and save a gym membership, I was able to identify a black Um, trainer, a woman at that who would be able to help me in my wellness journey. And so she is extremely inexpensive. I'm extremely grateful for her. I hate her. Okay, when it's time to do the work, but um, I'm damn sure appreciative of the results. So if you want to catch your coins, explore alternative options to the gym, especially in the pandemic, because people are going to be running back to these gyms opening up. You have to prioritize your safety. You don't know how that experience is going to be for these gyms. Right. Um, Who's coming in? Who's dealing with who? If people even want to wear a mask instead of dealing with all of that, protect your health and protect your coins and stay your ass at home. Well, Sissy Poo, I can't wait to Netflix party with you. And um, I thank you so much for being transparent on this episode about your journey and just sharing with people some tools that I'm very sure that they'll be able to use um, in their home ownership process or some things for them to think about. We've had so many conversations on home ownership. Um, and your experience and just like being sisters and talking about what's real and like the real ass reality sometimes that can hit you either good the bad or the ugly and um so sharing this space today with you is very much so greatly appreciated I can't wait to bring you back so we can do a like fun episode centered on some laugh and he yeah oh I, too- I would love that too many he he he's it got caught up in my throat Um, (laughs) because I was trying to push out the he, 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 and it was like he, 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 yeah, boo. All right, (laughs) y'all, until next time. Bye. (laughs) Say say bye. Bye.